0: Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Big Boss Book Club. Hello, thank you for listening to the Big Boss Book Club. You can follow us on Instagram at Big Boss Book Club. There is also now a Facebook page at Big Boss Book Club. You can get our link tree at both locations. They will point you in the direction of Cheap Shot Entertainment, squared circle jobbers also our ko-fi page where you can leave a small donation should you wish to and please like follow subscribe uh, leave a review wherever you can any and all support is greatly appreciated Uh, thank you so much and enjoy the show Hello and welcome to this week's episode, thank you so much for joining me. This week I am talking about Earthborn Rangers, which is a, well was, a Kickstarter uh, campaign produced by the the quite new to the scene Earthborn Games. Um, Essentially I'd seen this game pushed or featured on uh, Team Covenant, on their podcast Mm -hmm. and on um, their YouTube channel. Also heard an interview with Andrew Navarro on Drawn to the Flame as well. So I heard quite a bit about this game, and and of course, uh, because I have a little bit of a shopping problem, um, I backed it on Kickstarter. <laughs> um, the game itself is touted as a, a cooperative, expandable card game uh, for one to four players, with, with a, what feels like a real focus on the RPG element of um, of the game, from, from what I can see anyway. As I said, the game is produced by pretty much New Kids on the Block, which are uh, Earthborn Games. Um, we'll have a little bit more of a, a closer look at them um, shortly. Uh, the game was launched on Kickstarter and it actually ended on the 17th of August. To what I mean, From what I can see from the numbers, a huge success. Um, at the time of finishing, it had 4,755 backers, which is nothing to be uh, uh, snubbed at. And it raised <laughs> $454,605. When the goal for the game is $100,000. So that's what, like, 450% of their their total? I, I would personally say that's a a, a huge success uh, myself, anyway. Again, that's based on the closing figures on Kickstarter. Um, I don't have... Well, I've got a little bit more experience with Kickstarter than I'm probably comfortable with, but the I know that the Resident Evil three kickstarter which i backed they did like a late pledge thing where they opened it up for just a few extra pledges after the main kickstarter campaign had finished Um, there's also the pledge manager which appears once you've backed it it's usually around sort of six weeks after where you can then increase your pledge should you wish to so i have absolutely no doubt that that $454,605 will go up probably within the next few months anyway solely because i think the game's had enough push that even the people who've gone in a a low level pledge or low level backing will will probably decide to increase it and and commit more so who are earthborn games as i said pretty new founded in 2020 by andrew navarro if that name does sound familiar, it's probably because you've either heard his name mentioned alone on Team Covenant or Drawn to the Flame, or or again, you've purchased anything from Fantasy Flight Game for the last 15 years. He's been, He was the uh, former head of uh, the studio, started there in 2004 as a graphic designer and became the head of studio in 2016, so guy had a pretty long uh standing career with ffg uh, fantasy flight game sorry in 2019 handed in this resignation to form earthborn games if you actually look at the uh, the design team for for uh, earthborn uh, rangers it's pretty much all ex fantasy flight games folks there's a couple there it doesn't mention in their blurb so maybe they weren't, but the bulk of them seem to have worked on things like X Wing, uh, Armada, uh, Legend of the Five Rings, Arkham Horror, Marvel Champions, Lord of uh, Lord of the Rings. So it feels like they've uh, they've got a pretty strong team not just necessarily in terms of their ability to design and create something but also the fact that these guys all appear to have pretty much worked together or known each other in the past so that automatically gives you a nice chemistry with the people you're working with so the experience plus the fact these guys know each other does give a good outlook from someone like myself that's sort of looking in going what's what's happening over here so i'm pretty 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 stoked about that actually um something that earthborne games earthborne games has done is essentially pledged to produce their games in a in a sustainable way or as close as possible to be fully sustainable which itself is quite a nice message and in a world where there is a growing concern over things like climate change for example um, how much we recycle what what can we do to contribute more to reducing things like greenhouse gases and stuff like that so it's quite interesting to see that and it's quite nice to see that they're they're saying okay well actually you know what we're going to try and find the most sustainable ways of producing this game whether that's using a certain type of paper or certain type of cardboard or certain types of plastics that that to me is 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 really nice the, the actual website though doesn't go into much detail about them, other than sending you a link for Earthborne Rangers um, and their social media platforms. So the website itself is a little bare. Um, so that's for the first part, so what we'll do is we'll have a quick break, come back and we'll actually talk about Earthborne Rangers itself. Go into a little bit more of how the game's been presented and, and what the sort of idea of the game is. And then we'll we'll move forward, so we'll be right back. Talking back. So, what is Earthborn Rangers? So, this is also already glossed over. Um, essentially, it's a cooperative, uh, expandable card game for one to four players. The setting, from all of what I've seen, seems to be a post, post-apocalyptic world. So, from what I'm gathering from the details that have been um, released and from what I'm reading. Essentially, we as a species have have essentially ruined the planet. We've decided that what we need to do now is try and repair it. We've all gone underground to, I don't know, like, hibernate? Survive? I don't know. Um, While we've released these mechanical uh, machinations to essentially repair the damage so i'm going to say that's things like um re- reducing co2 emissions and things like this i'm going to say and now humanity has started to come back to the surface and is starting to um reclaim sort of the planet with this sort of vision of not repeating those mistakes again so essentially now the the role of humanity is more of caretaker as opposed to um uh, Horrible, horrible uh, tenant. Um, can't be a bad story, right? It sounds really good. Um, the setting is essentially called The Valley. From what I've seen, the game provides you with like sort of a map to show you the locations. And the, the whole game is, is set in this, uh, The Valley. I'm assuming for now, I can imagine that being expanded if the game does pick up a, a big following um, and continues on. I know there is the expansion set, but I can kind of see because they showed the map on the team covenant stream like the little map that they're using but then they showed you the full map i can kind of see that being expanded there's only so much i know there's a lot to to potentially explore but there's only so much you can explore and then you kind of run out of game um so it would be interesting to see what they do um essentially there is a story to be followed while playing the game does allow you though to go off and Do your own thing. Go off the proverbial beaten track. So my understanding is that you'll get. Like missions. But you can. Go off and do little side projects. So you can go off and explore maybe an area. Near where you're looking to go to as part of your mission. But the game will then impact. Depending on how long it takes you to get there. For example. Say a search and rescue or something like that. Or a hunt down mission. That person isn't going to stay There indefinitely if so many like so so a period of time passes obviously that that will differ um kind of reminds me a little bit of the the end fight in metal gear solid 3 you could just come off the game fast forward your clock seven days go back into the game and the end was dead (laughs) died of old age um so (laughs) i think i think the, the idea that real time is going to impact the flow of the game is is quite good um, because again, it is being promoted as quite open world. You will encounter sort of friend and and foe type um, encounters. It isn't just going to be all, uh, you know, rainbows and sunshines. It is going to be. There are going to be um, predator enemies. I think what I saw on the streams so potentially can cause you damage so you will have to try and tackle them whether that's sort of sneaking around i think i did see that there was weapons at one point i didn't remember seeing it but when i've re-watched the uh, the streams and I, I did see that one of them had, in team covenant had a had a bow so hopefully there's a little bit of combat element in there because at first when i first read it I, I didn't sound like there was any form of combat element i thought that's gonna be really boring but no it looks like there is so it should be cool Um what I think is really good about this game is actually how you set it up. So, I think it's going to really shine in this part, which is character development. Which is something a lot of games try and do. But this is taking a slightly different take on it. So, you pick a like aspect to be. So, for example, there's like um, uh, Artisan is one, I think, if I remember reading it correctly. Uh, there's Tinkerer. So, these are different types of people... But then what you also get to do is you also get to pick their stat line. So how good they are or how many points they get of uh, for going into certain tests. So you get to pick their stat line as well. So you, it's almost like you build a character um, from the ground up. You get to choose cards that will reflect their, their background, um, personality, and common interests. <laughs> and then you build a deck essentially... Using the cards that you've selected by selecting their their type and their personality and their their background, you build a deck based on the cards that you've you've chosen with the stat line that you have chosen. So I feel like that gives you a real, that's a real RPG experience. That is that's that's like borderline D and D levels of um, RPG, um, more so than the characters in Arkham Horror, where even though you're you're taking on the role of a character and you're developing that character. That character is kind of set from point one. You don't build that character and then develop it. You have it already. In this, it feels like you are going to develop, you are going to create a character, and then you are going to develop them as the game progresses, which is which is actually really cool and, and again very RPG. I didn't actually make a note of this, and it's very attuned to the WWE games, like Create a Superstar. So you you get your superstar, you give them all their, their gear, then you start working on their personality and their moves and things just come together. It kind of feels very similar to that. My understanding is each turn you're able to take sort of one action, um, so sort of very flesh and blood I guess. But I'm going to say there'll probably be cards to increase that number. I know that you can do things like tests and stuff, by whether they're considered actions, I, I, I haven't really been able to really be, it'll be so much better when I've got the game in front of me and I'm able to actually play with it. Um, but yeah, that's sort of what I'm getting at the moment. You spend resources, um, which you get every turn based on your stat line. So, for example, if you've, you've got your four stats, if your stat start at one, 1, 2, and 3, you'll get one resource, one resource, two resources, and three resources for those particular stats, and you spend them each turn on tests. You can also pitch cards, I believe, from your hand, very similar to um, Arkham Horror, so if you're doing a, I think it's called fitness test, you can pitch cards that have the fitness trait on it and to boost your stat. One thing that does differ slightly, um, in Arkham Horror you've got the proverbial chaos bag, which is always really nice, but the in this game it's a deck version instead. So essentially you've got the challenge deck where you draw the top card of it, and that is the... The modifiers to your test so for example if you're taking a again fitness test uh, you're going in on test two you've pitched three so you need minus one or better that challenge deck can from what i've seen on the streams you're probably gonna pass being one up pretty securely. But I don't know how that will fare in in <laughs> in a proper playthrough, um, and obviously the the versions that I'm seeing on streams are all like not the completed game. It's all sort of pre pre production. So then that flips over. You say, okay, it's minus one. So I've got the minus one. So I'm on zero. It's it, it's fine. I pass. Then, but there are certain ways to keep that chaotic. So some of the cards actually have almost like a reshuffle icon, where once you've used the challenge card, you then reshuffle the deck and you restart. So you're not going to be in a position where you'll go, okay. So what happened eight turns ago? Okay, I got this minus one. So we've gone back round. We've put the deck back together. Yeah, okay. I'm going to get the minus one this time. So you know you're always going to. You're not going to be able to do that. The deck is going to get keep keep getting shuffled. One thing I have noticed, I quite like it, is each one of these, well, not all of them, but some of these challenge cards have, like, crests at the bottom, which then activate any card that's out in play that has that logo. So there's, a, there's like, a red one, a blue one, an orange one. So if you flip a, a challenge card and it's got, that like, crest at the bottom, you activate the, that ability on all cards in play that have that icon, which I think is quite interesting. That's another... Some will be positive, some will be negative... But it's quite interesting to see that that that's on there. So quite looking forward to seeing how that plays as well. One thing that I am noticing though, there doesn't seem to be like a... uh, I guess a lost win mechanic like there is in Arkham. Um, Essentially you can call it a day. To just sort of finish up where you are and and camp and and, and end the, the day or the play session. You can get too fatigued and injured... then again the day kind of ends but it doesn't really feel like a a lose like the mission doesn't then end essentially when you come back you just continue but there's been a bit of a delay so again as i've said if you're on like a search and rescue mission for example that could potentially result in that being a bit of a failure or you're not getting the best possible outcome but there's no scenarios from what I'm gathering. Even though there's like campaign, a narrative campaign, it's not like Arkham where there are scenarios and you go, okay, well today we're playing the um, the the Devil Devil's Reef today. You know, and this we're gonna do this, and then we're gonna go away and and wait. It's very much an ongoing story. It doesn't feel the same, like episodic. It Feels like a, like a block RPG open world game. They have also really put an emphasis on how much it is going to be narrative-focused as well, especially with the open-world feel and how you can, by maybe going off, you can maybe get something to benefit a mission. Classic sort of RPG game. I can probably relate it back to things like um, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, Final Fantasy, where it's like, okay, well, I need to go over there, but actually, if I go over here, I can do this challenge, and that will get me this super cool weapon or this super cool summoning or or this piece of armour or something that will really help me going to do that mission. So it's kinda of gives that that vibe of Final Fantasy Horizon Zero Dawn. I feel Horizon Zero Dawn is quite close, just based on the theme, so this post post apocalyptic world where everything's kinda of gone wrong but things are starting to go a bit right now. So it's about humanity trying to rebuild and, and get back to get back to business. So that's really in terms of the game. I mean, until I've got a full rule book sitting in front of me and I'm, and I'm the game sitting in front of me, I can't really go too much into the actual play. I'm watching the streams of... Uh, well, I have watched the streams that were put on by Team Covenant. I heard sort of Andrew Navarro talk on their podcast and on Drawn to the Flames podcast about the game and how it plays. So I think it sounds really interesting. And it looks really colourful and really vibrant. So I'm looking forward to seeing it when it's actually in front of me and I've, I've got a hold of it. Um, what we'll do though is we'll go for a break, and then we'll actually go into the Kickstarter. Even though the Kickstarter itself is finished, I do want to talk about the campaign. Um, I have my own views on Kickstarter, <laughs> um, so I'm quite interested to see what I can I can mill up. But the the game itself, what we'll, we'll, we'll go through all the stuff that was mentioned in the Kickstarter and all the stuff that was brought up. Because one thing I'm I'm always very big on is how easy is this game to get into in terms of entry level so although you can pledge on kickstarter it'll be interesting to see and we'll go into it shortly but we'll go into sort of what if you wanted the full 100 percent gaming experience how much do you how much cash are you going to have to to fork out to do so um, it's quite an interesting thing for me because i'm not a big fan of like pay to play or pay to win um like you buy these like um These games where you'll get the game, but then if you actually won the full game, you've got to fork out like another 25, 30 quid, which I I can't stand. I hate microtransactions. But anyway, um, we'll go for a quick break. We'll come back and we'll talk about the Kickstarter. We'll be right back. So what I wanted to do next really was talk about the actual Kickstarter campaign itself. Although by the time I'm recording this, the Kickstarter has long since finished. Um, but it was only really sort of after I'd pledged and, and then after it had finished that I actually sat and, and read through all the, the extras and stuff. Because so I wanted to kind of figure out what, what it was going to cost. And it really sort of inspired me to do this little part of the, the episode. So obviously it ended quite successfully. <laughs> um the you've got the uh the pay people the the pledge people who don't pay the full whack maybe only paying maybe five dollars or something like that so i imagine when the final figures on the pledge manager when all that goes live i imagine all those figures will alter but the based on the figures that were there it, it quite a few people went in on that sort of low level pledge where it's just like five dollars or nothing or just keep updated and things like that i went in kind of at the core pledge where i i went in for the eighty dollars it it's about 50 i think it was 52 pound or something like that even though there was a went for it on my credit card which is another story entirely and they slapped on an international um payment charge which i thought was unbelievable that was like another couple of quid that that landed on there um the class call in pledge, ironically, Doesn't get you everything, (laughs) which is which is quite unusual, as you'd kind of expect it to to give you everything. Uh, It it did with Resident Evil Three. I I pledged all in on that, which again, extortionate amount of money, but I did get me everything that came with the with the campaign, along with all the stretch goals, etc. So what I really wanted to do was go into each particular extra that you could get. So the extras seem to be really where the real money comes from with this game the add-ons and and extras at the end so just really like to go through all of them um i have done some conversions um most of it will be in in dollars because that's what it is on the, the kickstarter but i have done some um some conversions based on the conversion rates at the time recording this obviously these things are constantly changing so it probably won't be 100 percent accurate but the the first thing on the the list was uh, the uh, ranger playmats which i thought was quite cool like a nice playmat f- uh, again sustainably produced to where you could play all your your ranger cards so your your ranger and associated cards could could go in on that playmat and i thought thirty dollars not that bad for a playmat considering I, i've i've constantly looking at playmats for different games because i I wouldn't mind getting one for example for flesh and blood because i think their playmats are really nice but the playmats seem to be really really expensive so 30 dollars for a playmat isn't really that bad it was when i started to think about it more and more and again that's the reason for this part of the episode because it was only when i was looking through it and really trying to work it out that i thought wow so if you wanted to play this game four players you'd need four of them because you you pay the thirty dollars that gets you one mat, but it's a, oh, it's a four player game, so you have just spent a hundred and twenty dollars on four play mats, which is quite a lot. <laughs> um, then there's the the valley play mat, it's forty dollars. Luckily with this you would only need one of, and it's essentially a a board for the for the actual game itself. So you put all the 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 valley cards and your uh, challenge deck and everything on that and you play it all from that the artwork on it looks absolutely lovely again forty dollars for a big mat that you can play all the game on not too bad but you would still need a ranger play mat which is thirty dollars so i guess it's seventy dollars minimum to get the play mat Uh, sort of add-ons which i suppose isn't isn't horrific i've seen I've, I've looked at some playmat prices online again for different games playmats can set you back a lot of money which i find ridiculous um it's only sort of recently where i've even started using playmats anyway pretty much never used them um as long as i've been playing games very recent addition to the old uh, arsenal the next part was the earthborn art and lore book which is which really piqued my interest because i love the things like the artwork and and lore from from games especially things like um say 40k for example warhammer never really got into it into it as a game but the actual lore and, and backstory and things like that, I've, I've always been really cool and i've always sort of found them really enjoyable like i bought codexes solely for the the lore and artwork um Never had any intentions of ever really doing anything, like I had a Chaos Demons codex at one point. I'd I'd never played Chaos Demons. I had some Chaos Demons for um, an army, but it was old school Chaos Space Marines where you could include demons. Never used the Chaos Demons uh, codex. I don't even think it's even a thing anymore. I think they got rid of it, but back in the day... uh, but I bought the, the, the book because of how much story and, and text and lore was in it. I thought it was wonderful. So this is something, again, that really interests me. in the artwork, straight off the bat, on their website, on the Kickstarter campaign, on the streaming, the, the artwork looks absolutely wonderful. So $30, again, sustainably sourced from uh, and produced, looks good and is quite interesting to me. So when the pledge manager does open up, that is something that is on my list of things that I may add the next thing probably something that everyone will add regardless of what level pledge they're at is the, the valley trail map uh, which is five dollars so it, it, it's not even going to really make a dent in terms of the price looks like it's essentially just a giant map of the valley which is quite cool i know that they did show it on the team covenant stream the actual full map as opposed to the the little map that they were playing and it looks pretty nice and again if you can expand into all that area you've you've got a massive game but it's a nice little add-on it's, it's pretty cool and i do believe from reading on the kickstarter that it's got hints and tips noted on the back of it as well for the actual game and deck building and stuff so that is pretty interesting it's nice to see that they're like hey you know what we understand that this is a, a new game here's maybe a little bit of a, a hand in building that deck so yeah for five dollars i think regardless of what level you've you've committed to you're probably just going to throw that in um which isn't a bad thing as i say it's, it looks quite nice the next thing is the deluxe ranger tokens this is a absolute no-go <laughs> for me um it's 40 dollars for four 32 millimeter miniatures so that's what 3.2 centimeters is that 3.2 centimeters yeah 3.2 centimeters it's nice that they're saying it's going to be hundred percent reclaimed lead three pewter which is nice and it's again going back to that sustainable and, and greener level of, of production which is cool do i want four of these tokens probably not um and again there's the argument that you wouldn't necessarily be able to get away with just getting one set as we'll go into with the talking about the card doubler if you wanted to have a full player experience with this, you may necessarily need to buy two sets, or potentially even, mm, yeah, two sets. I think you'd probably get away with two sets. Yeah, two sets. Oh, potentially four sets if you if you went. For, oh god, that's that itself's even more, isn't it? I think we'll just go. Bit, let's just say one set, so you get the set for everyone to play with you maybe just mix and match the heroes you don't necessarily need them to be representative of of what's on the 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 cards you're using but if you wanted to have a proper proper full four player experience where every player does what they want you'd need to buy four sets one for each player i had not had not calculated that actually that's literally just jumped into my head wow that's dangerous um because that's 160 dollars for four Four full copies, yikes! Yeah, that's not good. Um, next, though, is the most important sort of parts of it, I think. First is the ranger card doubler, and gives you a full play set of the core set ranger cards, which does give you, as it even says on the website, a massive flexibility with deck building. So, if you've got your box standard core set, you have to build four decks with the cards you have, if you have a double set it can stop so for example i say okay i want to be a tinkerer and i want to have a personality of i don't know what personalities will be in there but you know you like doing archery as a as a hobby but you've got someone who says well i want to be a tinkerer and i want to do archery well now you don't have to argue about who gets what you can just say okay well it's fine i've got another set of it in the ranger from the ranger card doubler 30 dollars, probably worth it long term Gives you more replayability. Gives everyone a little bit more flexibility. It's probably an all, and it's also included in the all-in that is an all-in package. Next part again, pretty I think critical is it's forty dollars. It's the Legacy of the Ancestors campaign expansion. So when you buy the main box, that that initial thingy, you're just getting that core set. Your not getting anything extra this gives you more story more range of cards it it's gonna work (laughs) i mean uh once if you get into a game the one thing you always want to do is be able to replay it and have more replayability i'm sure there's loads of replayability in the core because if you're playing solo for example you've got the four aspects you've got the different personalities you've got the different stat lines you can play as them eventually though the story will have you'll have worked through it and you'll have got through every potential avenue regardless of what character you're playing as so having an extra bit of story is is nice Um, how long the campaign will be we don't know it's not really been discussed as far as i can see but it says it contains over 250 more cards including a full play set of new ranger cards and the new valley cards so great potentially wonderful and it's $40 it's included in the all-in that is not all-in package and I think together they send up saving about $10 I mean on here they're saying it's going to be $10 off each so the range of card double would cost 40 and the expansion would cost 50 if you buy them I'm, I'm saying when they get to retail but then if you get them in the all-in package you save an extra $10 so I suppose in essence saving $30 Although that's probably not necessarily true. Then finally, a deluxe energy token set made of bioplastic. Looks cool. It's $30. But one thing I'll note is that it does say this is enough for two players on the website. So again, it got me thinking. So you'd need to buy two of these. If you want a full four player experience, you would need to buy two. So you've got. An extra sixty dollars <laughs> this isn't including any of the all-in packages this is something that you would need to pay for separately as well so i mean i know i've done a massive boo-boo and not calculated the uh the things but i have done some calculations based on four range mats the valley map two lots of tokens one lot of deluxe tokens the art book map so for a full four player experience plus the all-in pack you would be looking to pay four hundred and forty five dollars so in pound sterling that's um, the UK currency that's three hundred and twenty four pounds and twenty three pence <laughs> Wow <laughs> so that is more than what Resident Evil 3 set me back um, I don't even think it was 200 at the end for, for Resident Evil 3 I got the full campaign so that's everything that was produced as part of the campaign plus all the stretch goals that was reached as part of the Kickstarter from a game that was pretty much guaranteed to be successful resident evil 2 was was a really big hit and i still see it in shops now so resident evil 3 was almost guaranteed to be successful as i imagine resident evil 1 will be because they did announce as part in my delivery there was a leaflet in there saying that they were going to do a resident evil one game as well so clearly these games are very successful and are, are making big bucks there was never any real Risk, I guess, of this being successful. But £324 for a full four-player experience. And in fact, it would be more than that. Because you would need to also buy three extra sets of the Deluxe Ranger tokens. In fact, let's have a quick look at what that would be. While I'm here. Because I'm actually in front of my laptop. So, why not? So, pound sterling. Yep. American, US dollars. US dollars. So, what was that? So, it's an extra $120, wasn't it? So that's 87 pounds and two pence based on the currency converter. So that would be wowzes a lot 8702 add 324 23 so that would be 411 pounds and 25 pence. Oh wowzers that is extortionate. Um so i'm not gonna lie when the pledge manager opens up i will not be buying all that stuff um, but what am i gonna buy when the pledge manager opens this is where i'm a little bit iffy so i'm definitely gonna get the map i think for five dollars you might as well as uh, said it says on the back um, there's sort of uh, features on the back and talks about sort of the um the wilderness and what to find and places in advance and stuff like that so i'm quite quite looking forward to to just adding that in it's five dollars it's nothing but then the playmats, no they're not really for me i've got enough playmats. the deluxe ranger tokens no not really for me the deluxe energy tokens although they look pretty cool I'm gonna be very ungreen and say that a friend of mine has a 3D printer. And if we need some tokens like that that are literally just different coloured circles, I mean it looks like they've got logos on, but the logos all look kind of the same. So you could literally just print off four different coloured tokens. I mean there's what 20 in there. There's four colours. That's five each. So I could literally get my mate to print off. And we'd even paint them um so i'm a little bit uh, i'm a little bit reluctant to buy any of them i think for me the all-in option does look good it saves you that extra ten dollars on buying them separately you get the full core experience plus four players plus that extra campaign which is gives you just so much more replayability And something that I have found quite interesting is that the actual core box itself does say that it offers dividers and a card storage solution for all the cards offered as part of the Kickstarter and sleeved, which for me bit of a side story i'm at the moment looking to try and consolidate a lot of my games and put try and get them get rid of a lot of my boxes i seem to have boxes and boxes and stuff's just floating around so things like arkham horror for example i've got the latest the return to circle and undone so i'm looking at now putting all my circle and done stuff into that box so i've got it consolidated and then that frees up another couple of boxes smaller boxes that i can use to consolidate other games for example marvel champions so at the moment it's that is very attractive the idea of buying this all in getting the box i can sleeve all the cards put them into this one box boom done i can get rid of this random box that it looks like the card the dark card doubler comes in this box that the campaign expansion is coming in straight in the recycling bin never to be seen again don't need them i can keep them all in the main box which is great and that is that is very appealing to me so i mean extras that really just leaves the the earthbound earthborn art and law book Does look. I mean, you can't really see it on the website, but it's got to be great, hasn't it? I mean, if you've watched the streams from Team Covenant, they Steve was showing some of the the text on his phone. It's just just looks like it's going to be very detailed, very thoughtful. The book itself, just looking like that, looks like a hardback book. The artwork just on the website. Me, I'm scrolling through it now, and that artwork is fantastic. Um, so to have a really nice presentation piece for the for this game would be i think just nice is it essential 100% not do you need to buy it probably not you'd probably enjoy the experience equally but i do think there's probably something to to get in that so I think, adding it all together, it comes to about $185 plus shipping. The current estimate is $15, so that's $200. Based on the currency converter, it's about £145.69, which is quite a lot. I spent, I think it was about 170 on the rest of Evil 3. Again, I know I keep comparing it, but if you think about what I got in that, in comparison to what I'm going to get from this, it's it feels a little uneven have already spent the money on the core box so at the end of the day i could just say you know what bugger it i'll just add the map in in fact i don't even need to add the map (laughs) it's only five dollars but five dollars saved right may not bother with that i don't know the pledge manager will be very much uh uh, maybe sitting there with a dice and do a dice roll (laughs) odds i'll i'll go with everything evens i won't bother but we'll, we'll see what happens Earth also, I had noted that Earthborn are going to be footing customs fees, which is quite nice because custom fees at the moment, with everything that's gone on with sort of things like Brexit and stuff, and things are a little bit weird um, with things like customs charges and import fees. But one thing is noted is that we will need to pay tax on the order, which in the UK is noted as 20%. So if You end up with $200. That slaps on another $40. Which is ridiculous. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Absolutely crazy. So it ends up putting about £30 extra on the order. So again, it puts it up to pretty much what I paid to get Resident Evil. Again, these are all these sort of things that are on the website. These things may change. The pledge manager isn't open yet. At the time of recording this anyway. So can't see 100% what the final figure will be. This is all based on estimates. It is feeling quite expensive. But to go with just the all-in package alone is good. I think maybe a case of I'll roll the dice on the the art book. But I do think that I'm confident that when the the pledge manager opens, I'll increase my bid to all-in. But again, it'll be interesting to see when the pledge manager opens if any of those proverbial stretch goals that they were looking for, so the regional production, if any of them will then be hit because at the moment they've got nine hundred and seventy backers again at the time of recording this on just the scout pledge, if every single one of them converts to even just a standard eighty dollars corset pledge, potentially there's some wriggle room there for international distribution which could impact and make that tax thing not really a problem or not worry so much about shipping shipping should be cheaper so we'll see it's interesting um kickstarter is a very very interesting thing we'll go in there's probably a whole episode i could do on on kickstarter but um We'll see. So that's it in terms of the actual Kickstarter campaign. Again, it is quite pricey. If you're in the Kickstarter and you you're thinking about buying some extra stuff, I would definitely consider weighing your options because it, it can work out pretty pricey if you're looking for a full four-player experience. If you're looking for a one-player experience, it's probably not as bad. You only need one ranger playmat, one set of the energy tokens, one set of the ranger tokens. But if you are looking at going all in for four players, maybe worth finding out from your the people you're going to be playing it with if they want to contribute and maybe pick up the tab on on their um, add-ons. We'll go for a quick break. We'll come back. We'll go into final thoughts, and then we'll uh, we'll call it a day. Be right back. So the final thoughts, Um, the idea of the open world co-op game is really good and I'm interested to see how when you're playing it the story changes depending on how long it takes you to do something or what you do beforehand and I'm quite quite interested to see how it all develops in terms of an actual card game. Um, I think it's... I've not really got any role playing experience in terms of like things like D and D or anything like that, so I'm not really got any background to really compare it to. But I wonder if how easy it is to convert that open world RPG feeling to a card game. Arkham Horror is a a good a good neighbor to it, maybe. But we'll see how it how it translates into this game. The only real negative for me is, is the cost of the, the extras and the cost of the what you're paying for in comparison to what you get. With no actual like normal stretch goals per se, just the regional manufacturing to aim towards. Kind of feels like you, you're just paying for it, which is fine, because you would if you went into a shop, but I think the, the prices for the, the add-ons and to get the full 100% four-player experience um, is quite costly. Um, And considering that's what really I'm looking for, a four-player experience, play solo as well, but more than likely four-player as well. It feels like if I wanted to really, really, really support this project, I would really have to put my hand in my pocket. The fact they are trying to be sustainable and ethical in terms of their production and even their transportation... And sort of fulfillment is is good and very admirable again, another reason to really back this project because if there's more of a market for a sustainably produced product, then you know i'm sure that 's going to help everyone long term anyway um, but again, I think for me, the main thing is when the pledge manager opens, what do I do? Do I just go for the all in package? do I stick to what i 've got? Do I add the the cool art book and the map? especially considering things like the tax and delivery it's something I'm really going to need to think about and as much as I'm excited to play it I, I do need to think about spend um, yeah, We're, money isn't exactly free flowing <laughs> I, I've got my salary to work with and that's kind of it so you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see uh, but don't get me wrong though, I am really excited I am feeling the the Horizon Zero Dawn and Final Fantasy esque elements of the game, and I'm I'm quite enjoying that and how I'd like to see how that plays out. But I am committed to already to buying the core box, so regardless, I'll be seeing how it plays. It would be interesting to see if they do open some late pledges. They haven't at this stage, and with it being a couple of weeks from the campaign finishing to the point of recording this. It doesn't look like they're going to open up a, a late pledge, but could potentially do that. I know Resident Evil did. May potentially get a few more people, but it'd be interesting to also see what the figures will be following the pledge manager being opened up and how, as it was, it, like 970 people, I think I said, were, were on the, the Scout pledge. It'd be interesting to see how many of them go to All In or go to um, the Core Box pledge. And how many people from CoreBox actually move into the All In Pledge as well? Because I say, if I'm planning on doing it, how many others are planning on doing it? Overall, though, I'm really excited for this game. Looking forward to it. Earthborn Games seems like it's going to be a, a company that's going to really take off. And, and all the best to them. Um, so that's it. Can't wait to give it a go. Looking forward to trying it out. And um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can get us on Instagram, Big Boss Book Club, uh, Twitter, Big Boss Zero One Zero, the Facebook group. Big Boss Book Club as well. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I'm Big Boss. I'm out. Peace.